2: FM Talk. On Demand Audio. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts.
3: These are um, a bunch of guys called Fantastic Cat, New York musicians. I've mentioned them before. My friend Anthony D'Amato is in that group, and they just did a great cover of a Warren Zevon song that I want to highlight a little bit later in the show because it's really, really good, and I love the Warren Zevon song in particular. But they're awesome. Uh, Fred brought something up to me before we get into Sue's news, Sue, that uh, sounded rather disturbing. I'm going to have him explain it to you.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but last night, I was uh, flipping around on the channels, just channel surfing. I guess There wasn't anything really sportsy to watch. So I was just flipping around, and I came across this show at 9 o'clock on TBS, and I think it was called Slap Fighting. That's the name of the show? I think, well, I, that's the sport. I think the sport is, yeah, Slap Fighting think they call it. It's the Power Slap League, and it's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. What? It's it takes place in Las Vegas. It's sanctioned, yeah, exactly, by the Nevada right. Sports Commission. Look at the picture there. And what? It's two two people stand, you know, in Wait, front is of it each men, other. Men, women, both, both. Oh, and they take turns. It's like arm wrestling, only you just get <gasps> one slap each, as hard as you can slap the guy, and if you knock him out, it's over. And if you don't, and the guy doesn't fall down and gets back up, he can slap you. Will Smith, the champion of (laughs) slap fire. But here's
3: how it's described. You know, maybe it just started because this story that I just pulled up, Fred, is from yesterday from the Associated Press. It says the competitors stand rigidly upright with their hands behind their backs, waiting to absorb a brutal slap to the face. When the open-handed blow is delivered, there's a sharp report and the reaction can be dramatic. Some fighters barely move while others stumble backward or fall to the floor. Good Some are knocked great. down. Now we have a little audio here of oh, slap no. fighting from last night.
1: Oh, oh my god. <laughs> what a slap. There's a reason she's 1-0.
3: This is called they have something called the Power Slap League.
4: And she's laughing. Why
3: and it's Dana White who's behind this. That's the Here UFC president. So it's history. sort of a <laughs> This
1: was a knockout. Oh, my God. That was a knockout? Wait a minute. So they slapped him so hard that the dude just passed out and it got oh. knocked out? Almost every time. And they do a coin flip to see if you want to slap first <laughs> or slap second.
5: I'm who sorry right I'm mind, laughing. This is inane. Who in their Wait right mind
1: would choose to go second?
5: Fred. What? Is it like best out of two or do you just hope it's, for the knockout? It's three rounds,
1: I guess. You, I guess you get three turns slapping each other. Um, but one, they said, the classic one went 27 rounds, That's 27 sc- slaps.
5: until Until what? Until I just te- can't and, get up
1: anymore? Yeah, until you don't. They've got referees there. Deciding if you can go on or not. But so en- do this sport. I'm embarrassed to say I watched 20 minutes before well, this, I gave up on Well, this is it. what happens,
3: Fred. They, <laughs> I know. They suck you it's in, and then it's like it's, the stupid mass singer. Every once in a while, I'll walk uh-huh, into the room when uh-huh. my wife and daughter are yes. watching the mass singer, and then I kind of get hypnotized by it. It's, I've and, been hypnotized by and that. And there's
1: so much use of slow motion on the slap. It's just you see their faces distort. Well, Fred, so it, it, go ahead, answer your question, but I want to give you more details.
5: Do you about now this, have a too. favorite? I mean, was oh, there no. a clear person that you thought, oh, that chick's going to do it? Okay good. No, and not at okay. all. I, I'm sorry, I was just
1: Martin. amazed. It's like watching a car accident. Well,
3: was this called Power Slap Road to the Title? That's the, It says there's it a TVS yeah, reality show, Power Slap Road to the Title.
1: That must be it, because they're all living in one house now. Of Dan-
3: course, because that makes sense. Dana White says he realized there could be a market for the sport in the U.S. when he clock the millions of YouTube views of slap fighting videos from Eastern Europe in 2017 and 2018. What? And what they point out in this story is that some of these beatdowns have gone viral. I've never seen this or heard of it, so, yeah, me neither. but I don't have TikTok either, including a video from Eastern Europe showing a man who continues to compete even as half of his face Swells to seemingly twice its size. Now they raise questions about CTE, you know, the thing, the concussion syndrome. So there's a guy by the name of Chris Nowinski, who's the co founder and the CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, who says, um, slap fighting is one of the stupidest yes, things. Yes, it can is. Do. I am the
5: president of nothing, <laughs> and I can tell you oh, that. Oh my gosh. That's the st- stupidest thing
3: I've ever heard. But well, we just helped it in popularity, because people are going to say, it is one of those things you uh, hear about, it, you're like, wait, is this real? And then you can't look away, and that's probably what right. happened to you last night. I know. It yeah. is your fault, Fred. I'm embarrassed.
1: Nice.
5: I can't believe
3: that's a thing. I can't either. Why
5: would you sign up
3: for that? I suppose I can understand why it's a TV show, but why it's sanctioned as a competitive sport in Las Vegas. That tells you it's all about the money, right? Definitely Mm. all about the Benjamins. Let's do this. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the
1: president have any comment?
2: We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. And now, Sue's Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue.
5: On this day in history, 191 years ago, that's in 1832, Fred, an Illinois lawyer ran for his first political office but lost. He later lost four more times when running for Congress and the Senate. That man was Abraham Lincoln. That was 191 years ago today. So never give up, Fred, except if you're a slap fighter and whatever that is.
3: It is a great lesson. You know, his story is often told as that, you know, lesson in persistence and failure. Yeah. And things that can still result in, you know, historical achievements, right? Exactly. So it's a great story, Um, even though he was a wet supremacist. Oh, yeah. got to throw that in there.
5: And 36 years ago today, this one has music. This is in 1987, when U2 released their fifth album, The Joshua Tree. Big, big record. Huge. Yeah. Huge.
1: So
3: I, I think there's a bit of a story, uh, healthy amount of respect between Bono, U2, and the E Street Band, and I think um, Springsteen was at a club or something. In Ireland, in the early days, and you know, really? some people did. I think that you two played this little venue at Wash U one time too. What's that place what? called? You Are know, you back in the day me? when they were first getting yeah, off the ground. Yeah, I can't yeah. think
5: of the center, but you yes, know what I'm I know about, what you're right? talking yeah. about. Yeah, this had "With or Without You" and "The Streets Have No Name." It was. Uh, I was in college at the time, and it, that's all you ever heard was this.
3: I'm telling you, check out the, uh, the Inhaler record that just came out. There's two of them. That's Bono's son. Remember I pointed that yeah, out the other day? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's not just a U2 ripoff at all. They have their own sound, but it, it's good.
5: Yeah, okay, that's fair. And three years ago today, in 2020, Led Zeppelin won their copyright battle against a band that claimed Stairway to Heaven was a ripoff of their song, Taurus. And we have that. We got a little bit of each. Here's Taurus. I remember talking about this yeah. quite a bit when this was a case. Listen to that. All right, you can hear Simmar. that, right? Yeah, yeah you, can. you can.
3: But then how did they win? I can't remember how they—didn't they lose the lawsuit at they first? They did, and right. Led
5: Zeppelin won it. Um, there, it was enough of a difference between them that uh, Led Zeppelin won, but holy cow. And we have Led Zeppelin on there, too, don't we, Abby? <laughs> There it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, but you can see, you can hear I, it. I can, I can hear it. Sometimes sure. when they have those, I've listened to it and thought, well, I kind of, but this one well, is more obvious. And then if you've heard some of these
3: before, I think you might agree, Sue, that some of them are not as obvious as that one. And That's And that what one I is mean. the one that lost, right?
5: Correct. And and some of them that have won, you think, wow, I guess, maybe it's, mm. but that one you can actually hear. Uh, uh. It's so funny because now I got to look at this.
3: I was listening. I'll, I'll bring this to the show. I'll figure this out over the weekend. You know what? I'm going to do it as a quiz because there's a song that I heard when I was cleaning the house. When I clean the house, I listen to music. And Morgan Wallen's got a new record. out. I get into my country, you know, mode every once in a while. And there's a bass pattern that totally reminds me of a song. Now, two things happen in these instances. This could be a coincidence, but sometimes, and I haven't checked, I have to check what song it is, sometimes you get a writing credit on that because they realize oh, that it sounds like the other band, right? Tim uh-huh. Summers talked about this Yeah, before. he did. But I'm going to play you, I'm going to find that, Fred, will you make a note to remind me? I'm going to find that yeah. song and I'll play it to you guys on Monday and we'll see, or maybe we'll do okay. it tomorrow, we'll see if you recognize the bass pattern. Because to me, I'm like, what is this, what is, oh, I know what it is, mm-hmm. I think you'll get it.
5: Okay, fair enough. Fred found this story about a high-priced Bike inspired by the movies that just hit the market. I'm telling you that this is the world's first flying bike and it was inspired by Star Wars. It's called the X Turismo. Now sometimes we talk about these things and they're all impre- oh, we're thinking about doing it. This is actually for real. You have to look it up. It's X-Turismo. It's 12 feet long. It's 600 pounds. It's a luxury air cruiser that's designed to run on a motorcycle's motor. It gets power from electric battery that powers four fans that kind of raises you off the ground. It can go about 60 miles per hour. But it's also $555,000 and only available in Japan. Quick question. (laughs) Is Uh there perhaps... In the front of the bike, a little basket
3: with an extraterrestrial in there, <laughs> by any chance. No, okay. but you could
5: add that, I'm sure, if you would like that. I sent this to my biking neighbor, and he said, his wife said, nope. Uh, Toblerone, have you ever had that? When somebody goes to Europe, mm-hmm. they bring you back the Toblerone? Oh, it's great. I love it. I'll bring you some back from Spain. Oh, well, gee, that's a comfort, in isn't it? any store
3: threat?
1: here you can get.
5: It yeah, here, right? you yeah. can yeah. get it anywhere. It's been a Swiss chocolate brand for 115 years. And since the 70s, they've got that Switzerland iconic Matterhorn Mountain as their logo. But Switzerland is making them drop it because Toblerone is moving some production out of the country to Slovakia. And they say they need to increase production because they are selling it here now. But Switzerland has laws where you can't use any Swissness on your packaging, (laughs) including their flag or any iconic imagery like the Matterhorn, unless it's exclusively Swiss. Wow. So since Swiss-ness they're taking... this in Instant Coco. Don't they show the mountains on there? They <laughs> no. qualify. No. You know what? I don't know. But that's an American company. Why I do. Don't, that's, there's nothing Swiss about that. So Toblerone is swapping out the distinctive outline of the Matterhorn. They got to throw up a generic triangular mountain shape and call it good. Because they're moving just a little bit of their stuff to Slovakia. Now, I have a little bit of stuff for... You know, just Hollywood stuff today Because I thought this was interesting On the Office Ladies podcast First of all, I didn't know they had one But Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey Who played Angela on The Office They have a podcast And they had Steve Carell on And they all admitted now To having trouble when they're shooting a movie Or any other thing by not looking in the camera. So they've been doing the office for so many years oh, oh. that all they could do is stare at the camera. And they said, each one of them had said, I've never had a job. Steve Carell said, quote, I've never had a job where I didn't look into the camera at some point. That's and Jenna funny. said, quote, it's such a habit. Yeah.
3: And it's really difficult to break. And I bet when they were first doing the office, they had to be coached, you know, dramatically just to... Make, to do they put it. that into the repertoire, yes. right?
5: Yes, I just thought that was really funny, and we were just talking about Gene Hackman. I don't remember why. What well, was his birthday? Did That's you see the picture nice. I showed you?
3: Yeah. The picture was ninety-three, I think, and he looked man, he looked old. Did he? I just I miss him so much, and, oh. and he came, you know, he came out up the bed ended. I think here, oh. uh, he he came out with um, wasn't it Gene Hackman that came out a few. Months ago, or am I confusing with a different celebrity for what about politics? There was something that kind of leaked Ooh. out. I, I think it was know, somebody it was different. Yeah. It's because none, we haven't huh? heard from Gene Hackman. Wait,
5: Rob. you kind of show me that picture. Was it him doing yard work at his ranch in Santa Fe, he was New just Mexico? Walking no, it was just somewhere. walking. But I, I did a quiz. I asked Fred, and then
3: I asked a couple other people. I said, Who I didn't do this, no to you, idea. I guess, but he, uh-uh. they didn't get it. Here it is. He looks oh. old. Well, he's 93. He doesn't look so. t-
5: oh, well, the first one. Yeah, okay. right. Exactly. Well, they he hasn't really been spotted much, and somebody got a picture of him. I guess that's pretty much it. The first, he went on a Wendy's run and chowed down on a chicken sandwich, and he still has people taking pictures of him doing that. But he was hit by a truck when riding a bike in Florida in 2012, and that was part of what he's been recovering from, even though that was a long time ago. So they were just happy to see him up and around. I miss Gene Hackman. You're absolutely right. And finally in Susan News, we have today's random fact, which has music. Merv, you're not going to believe this, Fred. (laughs) Merv Griffin originally wrote the final Jeopardy theme song as a lullaby for his son. That makes sense. And he called it a time for Tony. And he, from this song, because they used it on Jeopardy, has earned more than seventy million dollars in royalties from it in his lifetime. Wow, that's amazing. Every time you hear this, now it you're gonna sense. think of that. Isn't that incredible? Merv Griffin
3: was just a ca- he was just a cash machine because he yes! produced all those shows. Mark, and Just yes! seventy million on that is an achievement. Yes! That's incredible. It's an
5: incredible uh, Suze News fan.
3: And a great yeah, great way to wrap up a Thursday edition of Suze News, which, by the way, and it doesn't happen all the time, is going to be live on-site, Fish Fry Friday tomorrow in Eureka, Most Sacred Heart Catholic Church, the roundtable as well, our 5 o'clock hour. Come see us tomorrow.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: What can make this country better? Enforce the laws we have on the books
4: now. What can make the country better? Focus on what unites us, not what divides us. All right, and sir, what can make the country better?
2: Uh, The economy, definitely the economy.
3: Yeah, we're taking a a field trip tomorrow to Eureka, Fish Fry Fridays. Brian Kilmey's always taking field trips. You were there with folks in Tampa when you were asking those questions, right, Brian? Good afternoon. How are you?
4: Hey, what's going on, Mark? Yeah, I was in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, a lot of those people transplanted. Uh, about fifty percent from there uh, prior to 218. About fifty percent brand new. A lot of people vacationing. Uh, when I was in Ponte Vedra, a lot of people relocated to Florida. You know, it was about 300,000 more Democrats and Republicans. I think that's totally in uh, totally flipped now, and it's really about the governor and and what the other governors did and didn't do. You know, what California did ruined people's lives during that pandemic. And New York, I'm living it right now still with the crime, the no, no cash bail, the pandemic, the locked out of schools, the masks, uh, the the raising taxes, the 40,000 illegal immigrants put into luxury hotels. So, uh, a lot of people are not even back to work yet. So they, they earned their expulsion. Uh, so a lot of people uh, really feel like the Florida is the free place. And they weren't really talking to Democratic Republicans, believe it or not. I did not know this. Their mayor is Democrat, and it's mostly a traditionally Democratic area. And the Democratic mayor ran on a post. So these are people that are just pro-freedom, make my own decisions as a, a pro-Trump or DeSantis or
2: Republican.
3: Well, and, and I think I have mentioned this to you before. I know that you, you spend a lot of time in Florida. I, I have a fair amount of Democrat friends who are down there with either vacation properties or they, they split their time. And they love what DeSantis is doing, you know, just the way that he's handling the state.
4: And the schools is the other thing. I mean, people don't really, you know, we, we, if I, five years ago you would have laughed at me and a bright side debate, but should third graders be asked about their gender and be asked about their pronouns? He found out about it. No laws on the book saying that. He, made, he passed the law. It's illegal to teach CRT. They're still doing it. He's got to go dive down, uh, you know, get rid of judges, teachers, superintendents, just to make sure these kids aren't forced to, make decisions about their lives they have no business doing at that age, up until eighth grade. I mean, that's really – these are all logical things. This isn't uh, the new math. And uh, is it better than the old math? This is uh, – between all the challenges of social media, now you have to get in there and start te- pe- teaching people how bad our country is and how uh, saying boys or girls is is, is uh, too polarizing.
3: So I don't know if if you – Did a lot this week on the aftermath of CPAC or what your thoughts are on Trump and DeSantis. DeSantis keeps doing his thing. Trump keeps trying to hit him. But the polling right now, I mean, this is maybe a little unfair because DeSantis isn't in the race. But Trump obviously having a pretty good time in the polls right now, um, despite the fact that a lot of people favored DeSantis. So what's your take? CPAC wasn't exactly the way it was in the past, was it?
4: No, I mean, even Trump didn't sell out. It was not a big turnout uh, at all. And these people are way to the right. I mean, Steve Bannon's up there ripping Fox and uh, uh, other Republican, conservative Republicans like Mike Pompeo. Really? You're ripping Mike Pompeo, the most conservative member of the House and former CIA director? and, uh, and, And just, I mean, there's a club for growth, which is, I guess, more moderate. They didn't want Trump coming. And there was CPAC way to the right. It's Trump country. I'd rather be invited to both. And keep in mind, and you know this, it doesn't matter if you're the most popular Republican. Can you get elected with moderate and independence? And right now, uh, Trump will always win the Republican vote, but I think Republicans got to ask themselves who's going to win the vote.
3: He, and I don't but think they he do is that much enough. Much stronger
4: than everyone thought, right, Mark. Right. No, no doubt about there, it. Look at the poll in Emerson today in New
3: Hampshire. Yeah, I know. It's up
1: by about thirty.
3: Yeah, I, I know. And strong polling here in Missouri as well. But that—that's a an excellent point about you know the the whole the big picture, I guess, is what I'd say. Let me let me go to the COVID origins um, hearing and and sort of relate it this way, just because you mentioned the masking and some of the stuff that still goes on in this country is just amazing to me. So KJP asked this about Djokovic not being able to play here. Senator
2: Ron DeSantis uh, has now called on President. president. President Biden to allow uh, the tennis player Novak Djokovic to compete in the Miami Open despite him being unvaccinated for COVID-19. Do you guys have a response to that? So on a question of regarding the vaccination requirement, I refer you to the CDC. They're the ones who um, who deal with that. It's still in place. Uh, and we expect everyone to abide by our country's rule, whether as a participant or a spectator. And uh, for, as for what goes on specifically with the BNP uh, open, those are those are questions for them.
3: It is a private entity. Our country's rules, though. I mean, which th- this is the administration that believes in science and lectures a lot of other people about settled science and things along those lines related to, you know, climate change and other issues. But they think that this is a smart thing to do to insist that we say and I know that some of this is going to come to an end, which makes it even more ridiculous, doesn't it?
4: <laughs> oh, my God. I was just with DeSantis yesterday, and he says he's dead serious. He knows if people come by boat, they get to stay. If you're Cuban or you're a refugee, so they, if they put him on a Caribbean island, he will pick them. He will pick him up and bring him to the tournament. I'll have that sound by tomorrow. Oh and I my God. I thought he was that kidding That
3: is awesome.
4: Yeah, I thought he was kidding. He's not kidding. He goes, no, no, we will, we will pick him up, uh, and we'll bring him here by boat. And you know... I mean, we have 40,000 people here. You think these 40,000 people are vaccinated? Are you insane? Uh, Do you really believe that the Cubans and the Venezuelans and the
3: Haitians
4: that are washing up on the Miami shores now, they're being picked up by the uh, Coast Guard and allowed to stay? Do you think they're vaccinated? It's insane.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I I did not know that offer, but it would be great if it was executed, right?
4: It would be fantastic. And it would just show the idiocy and also show another massive victory for DeSantis. So he's like whatever it takes. He's got this whatever it takes attitude, and a boldness that I haven't really seen. And you know he's the, he's the guy or the woman who's the smartest in your class, and you talk to them and you go, man, are they smart? And for once, one of those people is in office. I mean, they say that Clinton was a Rhodes Scholar with with a great uh, human touch. You have Ron DeSantis went to Harvard, uh, uh, worked two jobs playing full-time Division One baseball and at Yale and had a, almost a 4-0. And then he goes to Harvard, then he goes to war uh, in Iraq and spends, I don't know how long, a year and a half there. Uh, and he becomes a JAG officer with Navy SEALs.
3: So he is that guy. Even if you don't like him, you don't agree with him. He is this. guy.
4: He's got a great resume.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and I love the way there's a guy by the name of Brian Griffin. You probably deal with him. He's the press secretary for DeSantis. And the way that he's handled the media on some of these things, when Andrea Mitchell tells a blatant all-out lie (laughs) about DeSantis, they say, until you apologize the right way, We're not going to deal with you. And then you have, I think it was the L.A. Times did a story about him. And in the L.A. Times story, they said DeSantis' office did not immediately respond to the L.A. Times request for comment. So Brian Griffin says, "Uh, that's not true. And he puts a screen capture of his note to them that says, hi, Christy, here's a response you can attribute to me as press secretary, because they were doing a story about John Oliver's ridiculous rant. He says, John Oliver is irrelevant, regards Brian Griffin, press secretary. So, in fact, they did respond to the L.A. Times.
4: Yeah, I guess he'd want a half hour and just ripped Ron DeSantis about stuff that he may have thought is true. And the bottom line is, as talented as John Alvarez, he is irrelevant. No one watches him on HBO. You know, he can get all the Academy Awards he wants. You know, they give awards to each other. We don't even know that he's up for it. He gets all these Emmys. And I think he's unbelievably talented. He should have been the guy to replace John Stewart. But nobody cares. You know, except for people on the left. He's not affecting anything. I mean, John Stewart affected you gotta see his ratings. John Stewart was on a daily show. He was oh, a he ratings, was a major right. factor. But you could never say like Ron Sanders could never say John in two thousand twelve or fourteen that John Stewart was irrelevant. You couldn't. You could say I don't agree with him, he's a left winger, why would I care? But you get but you could say that about these guys. Now I mean Jimmy Fallon, when's the last time you said you heard about Jimmy Fallon's Monologue. We used to say Carson, Leno, Letterman. Absolutely, Letterman went off on John McCain's age. Used to do, uh, and that's when I found out he was a vicious, polarizing host. Still uh, was my idol through high school and college. <laughs> yes, but you just yeah. say John McCain is so old. John McCain is so old. He actually would, he forgot that he was a war hero. A great guest of his, and was so determined to make sure Barack Obama won again. So he would. People would say it. You know. It, you know. Letterman's killing McCain. But these people don't have the poll they
1: had.
3: No, I, I don't think they do. And you're, I think you're right. That he, Trevor Noah, you, what the hell was that all about? Finally, that came to an end. But he wasn't even funny. So you're probably right about John Oliver should have got that gig. Uh, it is fascinating. There's no doubt about it. Did you get into anything today? I haven't really looked at this budget. I know that the president's playing the class warfare game again, saying he's going to go only against rich people when I think there's going to be a lot of people, middle class, middle upper class, they're going to get whacked here with taxes.
4: Oh, but he's not going to get anything through. And not only that, his party knows uh, raising taxes, uh, the way he's doing it now, would be death for them in two years. So not only is his budget late, it's not even well thought out. I don't even know if he knows what's in it. But you take that the corporate tax rate, just so people understand, it's not for CEOs to get richer. It's for these corporations to say, I want to have my place in America, not Ireland, you know, not the Bahamas. I need it in America. We have to have a corporate tax rate that competes. So if you come here and it becomes an attractive way to do business, like different states are battling, different countries are battling, you do it. That's why Ford moved manufacturing other places. Not that they hate America. is it to maximize their profit. They build it elsewhere, and then they sell them here. And that's so they go, let's cut it. That's what Trump said. Let's cut the corporate tax rate. And he did it. So they want to go from 21 to 28. Now you're no, you're no longer on the lower end. Now you're on the upper end again where you left off. I mean, so you're doing, okay, why? Well, corporations have to pay more. Then you got to do this whole thing on rich people have to pay for money that they've had already invested. So before they sell their stocks, they're paying taxes on unrealized gains. When, that's, uh, that's un-American. I'm, I'm, I'm taxing you on how much money you made investing when you're taking risks to invest. When you sell, you pay the
3: gains. When you buy, you pay the taxes. But in between... Are you going to pay people back when they lose money? Well, that's why I've been an advocate for a 0% corporate tax rate. But I certainly was a fan of reducing it and going back the other way is idiotic, especially in these economic times. I think that's without a doubt. All right, what's coming up on One Nation this weekend, Kill me.
4: Well, I got, a, I got a couple of things. I have that I went back to the minor league the little league field with Ron DeSantis and we, have, we went back, he went to the very field where at 12 years old, they qualified for the Little League World Series. We found pictures of him in the Little League office from 1991 that they didn't even know they had. And then I had a real interview with him on that Little League field. So you'll see that feature. Also, Lindsey Graham's going to be my lead guest. And we're going to have Tyrus and Kaylee McEnany talking about uh, what we saw this week with the Twitter files, that in that, that hearing, with the Afghanistan hearing, as well as what we'll, we'll witness with the origins of COVID-19. This is the accountability week. Now that we know how horrific these decisions were, what will happen? And that's going to be the theme.
3: There's so much going on. It's almost hard because uh, I, I paid quite a bit of attention to the COVID hearings. I'm trying to catch up on the Twitter stuff with Taib and Mike Schellberger just because it's so uh, in-depth. All right, Brian, Will you have a great week. We'll check out One Nation. We'll talk next week. Go get them all right. Thank you. 442 971 One FM talk. We have after the top of the hour, uh, Phil Holloway, Fox News legal analyst. We talk with Phil about quite a bit, but we're going to talk about the COVID origins here and get into that. After five here, audio cut of the day in about an hour right here on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. 97. One FM talk. Well, I had something that I was going to do here. But I was just gifted by uh, Fred some awesome audio that I have to get to How about here. Fred yep. over
5: there, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Kenny.
3: Oh, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this even to you, Fred. You, do you know who I'm going to the hockey game with tonight? Did I tell you? Uh, no. Uh, Is it Kenny Wallace? No.
5: <laughs> that I was, asked that, that too. That was Sue's
3: guest. Yeah. Kenny. If you're listening, I should have probably invited you, but I invited Dave Klein, oh, nice. uh, producer Yay. emeritus, who we're going to throw him on the air if he's going to come in here. He said he'd be around 5.30, and we, we're going to, in theory, walk. We might, You might not see me tomorrow, because we're <laughs> going to walk from here to Enterprise Center and risk our lives, so we'll see what happens, but going to the Blues game tonight with my buddy Mo Lewis from Columbia, who's coming in as well. All right, Fred just gifted these to me. There's so much today. There really is. I haven't gotten to please make me get to the, um, the Cancellation of R.L. Stein, who is the uh, author of the Goosebumps series of books. The you kid know those series. things; those things sold four million books a month at one point. Wow! It, it even rivaled Harry Potter. I had no idea, but they've changed the language in the Goosebumps book along the lines of Roald Dahl, where you know they did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory I can't say fat and things like that. it's just utterly ridiculous. Uh, this is awesome because I, I really do. Maybe those of you that work at Wash U, in the medical school in particular or um, at SLU, we need to grab a hold of a, a liberal's brain and just really dig into it and find out exactly why they're so wrong about everything and so crazy. Because listen to this from our former, well, I guess our former first lady, former Senator Hillary Clinton, and also our vice president. This is on the topic of climate change.
5: One of the young leaders was talking to me about Climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. Yeah. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? Yes. She's worried about what that would mean yeah. and the stress of it. What? What's wrong
3: with you, Madam Vice President? You and your side, and you crazy liberals, and those of you who vote Democrat, you have to accept responsibility for this, because you've scared the living daylights out of these kids. You brainwashed them into thinking that there's something wrong with having a family, when we're all going to be fine in the long run, okay? And I don't know what you're going to tell these kids when they get into their 20s, because if you have climate anxiety at age 15, 16, 17, when you get to age 25, 26, and 27, and you realize that all... All this stuff that you were sold when you were little is complete BS because the planet's here. And by the way, we're in a period of cooling right now. And I'm not a climate change denier. The climate has changed. St. Louis is a perfect example of that right now. But it's not all bad. And we're going to be fine. You know why we're going to be fine? Because we're going to adapt. And the climate has changed for millions and millions of years. So this whole nonsense. Now, listen to Hillary Clinton. You think having bombs dropped on your head And families fleeing to Poland because they don't have a home in Ukraine is worse. Or is it climate change? Women and and
5: children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change. And there is no place that unfortunately, tragically shows us that more dramatically than Ukraine today. What?
3: What in the hell is she talking about? It's insanity. I love the fact that the left, you know, the the media in particular, they try to paint people on the right, even someone like Ron DeSantis because they lie about him so much. We're the crazy people. right? We're on the fringe. And Kamala Harris, our own vice president, is saying, you know, these kids, they have a point about raising a family because of climate change. What happens when Greta Thunberg's, uh, by the minute, her predictions about what's going to happen to the planet are drying up? She's been talking about it for five years. And it was a seven-year prediction. So we got a couple of years here until we're all wiped off the planet, right, because of climate change. It's a bunch of nonsense, not to mention the fact that any of the proposals that they have for solving this crisis wouldn't work anyway. And the reason I know that is because the most extreme climate change alarmists admit that. They say the only way to fix this, if there is a way to fix it, and there isn't, is we all live in houses that are about the size of this studio, and that's, you know, that's the only way that we could do it. And we don't use anything. And then, by the way, then we put wind windmills out there and um, they kill whales, too. And the electric cars use more power than what we're doing in our home right now. So they've exacerbated the program. But it's a cash industry, climate change. And they keep selling it. On the global front, it's just outrageous. But I thank Fred for those brilliant pieces of audio because they were great and strong contenders, as you might imagine, for audio cut of the day. Phil Holloway coming up after the top of the hour. We'll wrap up a couple of things that we talked about with Phil recently, including the Murdoch trial, but also the COVID hearings. He's been all over that. That's coming up. Get
2: more at 971talk.com.